And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. Oh, Brain, I was having the most wonderful dream. We were living in an experimental research facility, and the horrible genetic testing had made one of us a genius and the other insane. That wasn't a dream, Pinky. That's a pithy description of our real-life antics. <gasps> Am I the genius? <sighs> Can my new name be Thinky? And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Freakazoid. But today we are revisiting not one, but two episodes of the Animaniacs reboot. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. You live by the board, you die by the board. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, yes, today we are not just doing one episode. We're doing two episodes. And why, you might ask? Well, because this episode, it, it kind of like... St- like halfway through it says to be continued that's right it's episode five of the episode episode five of season three of the ran animaniacs reboot yeah yeah otherwise known as episode 31 of the animaniacs reboot oh boy too many numbers this is too confusing yes okay so anyway we're going to be reviewing (laughs) episode five and episode six okay uh here are the the segments we're going to talk about we're going to talk about teeniacs we're going to talk about Dog Days, Ground Mouse Day, and Ground Mouse Day again. Also, Animalians, Murder Pals, and the Island of Dr. Warno. That's too much. Too we much won't have stuff. time for a game. You know I what? Can... No, we might have time for trivia. We might, you know, <laughs> we'll have to see. Nathan's trying to get out of it, but we're going to try uh, to do it anyway. Ha ha ha, torture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... If someone were to ask you uh, to describe or to summarize this these this pair of episodes, ooh, in just a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, well, the first one felt like a half episode. <laughs> the second one felt like a second half of the first episode. Mm, very good, very good. And Kelly, what about you? Um, I'll say repetitive. Repetitive. Well, <laughs> you know, some of that wasn't, I think, intentional, but yes. Uh, well, repetitive. yeah, ground, ground yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We're going to get into our discussion, but before we do, as we all know, this episode premiered on February 17th of 2023. 2023. <laughs> so, Nathan, we got to go to you with our February 17th Fantastic Facts. It's February 17th Fantastic Facts. This is the theme song I think Joey's gonna ask. It's February 17th. I cut him off before he could say it, so maybe he was gonna say something else. Maybe we'll ask him later. Hey, February 17th Facts. Yeah. 
I always like to have a nice little break right there at the end. So we, so people out you there don't know can, if it's over. Or not well, I also either. don't know yeah, if it's like, over, but you never know. See, people are going to stamp sample these, you know, and put yeah. them on, uh, you know, dance, dance club versions and everything like that. You oh, never I know. Would, that would be, I, there's a, a dog, like a, a French bulldog that I follow and he's very vocal and they've, they've put his music to, to like actual like music tracks, like club music or something. Yeah. Or, it's or, hilarious. Oh, okay. What well, does he post videos. I know these dogs there. I, I know smart. I, I follow too many dogs and, and actually I follow this one bird on Instagram and the bird just doesn't know anything else to say other than what are you doing? I get emotionally involved in these animals. Anyway, speaking of getting emotionally involved, Nathan, tell us what emotionally uh, involved uh, facts uh, we have. How's that for a transition? Yeah, that was perfect. Um, (laughs) So, you know, there's a scene where they're like in a high school. So I was like, hey, I could do some high school kind of stuff here. So in 1996, Sasha Peterson. Peters? I don't know. She played Allison Delantis in the hit show uh, Pretty Little Liars. She was born in 1996 on February 17th. Also, in 1989, Cord Overstreet, who played Sam Evans on the television hit uh, series Glee, he was born. Remember Sam Evans? Nope. I never no, watched I Glee. I think, I, watched, I think he was introduced in the second season, because I don't remember him. But he apparently <laughs> dated Mercedes. I don't know. Ooh. So, oh, there you go. In 1981, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was born. He played uh, Cameron James in 10 Things I Hate About You, and that was also about high school. What year was he born? Um, 1991, you said? 1981. 81. So. Okay, I was going to say, I was gonna say I, he's not that young. That's crazy. No, he's... He's, He's uh, so old, yeah, <laughs> for compared to all the listeners, you know. I mean, gosh, that is kind of – he's actually older than I thought he was, actually. <laughs> and now he's even older. Yeah, exactly. And now he's older still. <laughs> and there we go. There, there, we could do more for there, – there's an island, right, in the second episode? Yes, there's um, an island. I'll just yes. throw another one in. This one, there was an earthquake in 1674 – by the Indonesian islands of Ambron, and it triggered a 100-meter mega tsunami. Um, so that was pretty big. It drowned a lot of people, though, which is sad. Wow. So, but there you go. That's that's your February facts. I don't think they're fun facts. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, fantastic facts. Fantastic. They never promised yeah. they'd be fun. Fantastic yeah, they're not Mr. fun. None facts. of those were fun, but... Fantastic Mr. Facts, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Facts, yes. Let's go ahead and get to our discussion. And we're going to start with, I guess, the 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 variable verses. We got to talk about that. Because we'll just well, there's a cold the open. There's a cold okay, open. Fine. We'll go to the cold yeah. open. Cold open. Okay. For, uh, for, uh, this is weird because this is messing with the format. There's somebody out there going, no, this is not right. The Animaniacast does not talk about two episodes at once. You talk about one yeah. each. Sorry. Um, I apologize. We've done it with Freakazoid, but I don't know. That's true. We have done it with Freakazoid. So it has been done before. You can't say we've never done it before. Uh, okay. So cold open. I mean, you can, but it would not be accurate. It's true. You can say Each whatever you want. Each episode had its own cold open, but we'll, we'll just talk about the first cold open now, right? We'll talk Sounds about like a good idea. Later. Okay. okay. So the cold open that we're going to talk about right now, if everyone is ready. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Teeniacs is the first cold open. Previously on Teeniacs. Nice letterman jacket, wacko. See you at the big game tonight. <laughs> 
And TDX uh, was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and it was directed, oh, and Jordan Valdina. And it was directed by Katie Rice. And Teeniacs, this is kind of like a Riverdale-ish kind of parody. Uh, you know, supernatural teen drama, com- not comedy, but th- dramatic thriller thing where they're basically, you know, all the characters in this case um, are turning into vampires. And there's a lot of all these subplots about Rita Narita, who's the principal running for mayor, is also Dot's mother, and Dot is getting a, a like yeah, there's a whole Warnerverse here where uh, there's another Dot from the Mirror Universe or the or something like that. It's a little complicated. Thanks for coming to help me with this vampire problem, Dot from another timeline. Thank you for performing your ritual to summon me from the mirror dimension with the Cornelius gem. You got it mixed up. I used the mirror gem to summon you from the Cornelius dimension. Remember? In the musical episode? They're doing all that, and I don't think there's... Is there really like a... um, It's kind of more like a promotion more than anything for like this this series, Teeniacs, that will be coming soon. That's what it felt like to me, almost. it's... Apparently, like, multiple seasons have already happened, too, or something, you know, like, so it's it's like a trailer for the next episode or something, you know, that's okay. Okay. be coming out, like, this Friday or something. You would have this, like, promo. Right. Maybe right. before your show that you're going to watch normally, like, oh, maybe I'll watch this week's episode of Teeniacs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it is, you know, they were mostly parroting Riverdale, uh, especially when they're saying, you know, this is sp- supposed to be an adaptation of The Crucible, but uh, just like in, you know, Riverdale was supposed to be like an adaptation of Archie and Jughead and everything like that, but kind of went off the rails into weird stuff. Uh, murder and and all that, which I never watched Riverdale. Not an episode. I did. I I used to love reading the Archie comic books as a kid. In fact, I still have a bunch of my old comic books of uh, Archie and Jughead and everything. Uh, Were I there a lot of vampires them. in them? Not and... one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but that's changed. In the last ten fifteen years, they've done so many different things with the Archie universe. They've had like comics with Archie versus Predator and. Uh, all these ridiculous things. Like I know there was a, I think it was a comic and then even a teen, like a young adult book where Jughead becomes a vampire, not a vampire, a werewolf. Well, so, and Sabrina, the, the witch, the teenage witch is from that universe. Yes. So yeah. And that Sabrina series it was on Netflix. I think they, did they only do one season or two? I'm not quite sure, but no. that was kind of like tangentially in. Yeah. I thought they might've done there a were, second season. Maybe I thought maybe they even did. I, I watched them all, but they, I think they did. They did maybe did a second season, but they broke it up into two parts or something, but um, it ended. Yeah. And then I guess uh, she reappeared in Riverdale from what I understand, but I haven't watched Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. The only teen kind of show that I have watched recently that I enjoyed quite a bit was Wednesday. And Wednesday was amazing. Yeah, Wednesday. I I enjoyed that. that it was that, well written. It was well acted. It oh was yeah, amazing. Fun yes. adaptation. Exactly. That was a fun adaptation. Wednesday is my alter ego. I am her. Excuse me. <laughs> we are the same person. I will say the only thing I didn't like about Wednesday was. Um, Oh gosh, I'm forgetting the actor's name who plays uh, her, uh, who played Gomez. I thought he was just so awful. 
<laughs> like I've seen. I, I was I think thinking, it's Luis Guzman, right? Is that? Yeah, boy, he was. He was bad. Just like God, can someone? Did someone just give him the script that morning? Like, why? Why is he reading them so? Everything <laughs> so horribly. Uh, he just was. Just I don't. I'm sorry. I just did not enjoy his performance. The guy who played young Gomez. I'm like, who's this guy? Get this guy to be uh, Gomez. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, at any rate, Wednesday. Good series. Can't wait for the second season to come out eventually for that. Um, and I think there was actually a little bit. I'm sure they probably do this in other things too but they they mentioned a um musical episode and of course i thought of i know there was a at least one episode of buffy right that was a, a there musical was just episode. The one, once more with feeling yeah xena um, had a musical episode called bittersweet scrubs did it scrubs did it at least once Grey's anatomy did yeah. it mm-hmm. was Grey's anatomy did it? oh my gosh lee was, did yeah. it <laughs> really you don't say uh, but yeah, it's, so I'm sure Riverdale, they must have done one. Apparently you just have to, it's, it's you, every show has to have, uh, an episode where you get stuck in an elevator and you just go over clips of the show <laughs> and then, uh, a musical. When episode. I get stuck in an elevator, well, I don't get stuck in an elevator, but when I get in an elevator, I turn in circles and go chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks and yep. chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks. Chop, 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 chop. Uh, there we are. Uh, there's this other stuff in here, uh, you know, the wacko counts like Count Von Count from Sesame Street. Coach, I feel funny. Me too. And I can't stop counting like this. One, two, we, when we were teaching my nephew how to count, or it may have been my cousin. Anyway, we were teaching <laughs> one of the little kids to count and they they go one. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was hilarious. Sesame Street yep. teaches you to pace yourself. Uh, well, I think it's pretty much it for for uh, the references. But uh, did what did you guys like in this first segment, Nathan? What, what? Let's start with you. What did you like? Um, I liked Ralph's inspirational uh, speech about get all the touchdowns or something. <laughs> Grab as many touchdowns as you can or something like that. It was good. Yeah, he said, don't forget to do the touchdowns. Don't forget to do the touchdowns. Do the and touchdowns. Do that the actually touchdowns. Made, made sense. Yes. I, I was That was probably my, the highlight for me was probably Ralph as well. Just he couldn't say puberty and, you know, yeah. that's that was that was good stuff. They wrote Ra- Ralph really well in this mm-hmm. uh, the first one right here. Uh, Kelly, anything in this first segment that you that stood out count reference the count reference <laughs> yeah. yeah predictably uh, yeah yeah uh well yeah it was it was a nice little thing it didn't really make me laugh that much but uh maybe that's just because i'm just not young enough i just don't yeah, get it I, man we ain't i kind of just wanted to see the rest of the episode too i'm like what are they gonna get like you know and now we're raising the stakes and then we're just cut off and I'm like, I'm like you oh. know that's the thing i did actually kind of wish that you know, this one and then in the next one as well, I, where they do anime. I thought they aliens. would continue. Yeah, they could have yeah, continued this really episode. Felt, and yeah, it. it really kind of felt like I would like to see this kind of expanded upon instead of just being a teaser thing. Like, just have mm-hmm. fun with this instead of it being just so short. Yeah, they really feels like they could have done more with this one. But nope, they just moved on. We have a bunch of Starbucks and Cindy to get to, so let's focus on that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go now to the variable verses. So in episode five, the variable verse was, I think, 
probably the, one of the more obscure ones that I've seen. Mickey Spillaney. Mickey Spillaney. I was not. I did not. Who know who Mickey Spillane? Any the was? detective? Yes, he's like the, a detective. Uh, oh, he's a, a crime novelist. Yeah. yeah. I never written, read, or written any <laughs> Mickey Spillane books. So, yeah, but that was that was kind of cool. It was like, oh wow, that's actually like look that up, kids. Uh, yeah. And then in episode six, it was looking on the sheet here. Uh oh, be be like Lois Laney, right? Be like Lois Laney, right? Yeah, yeah. be like Lois Laney. I've heard that. That was an expression, I think, for a while, wasn't that? I've heard that used before. Be like Lois Lane, but I'm not exactly sure what the context was of that. Like in that, it's not showing Lois Lane as a independent, you know, woman or anything like that. She's being rescued by. um Niles Needhart as Superman in that second one. So I'm not exactly sure why someone should be like Lois Lane or why would someone would aspire to be like Lois Lane unless they want a man to carry them around the place. Then I guess be like Lois Lane in that whatever. Uh, well, there's your variable verses. Now we can get to the meat and potatoes. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these segments that we got going on. And let's go ahead and start off with Dog days. And Dog Days was written by Jess Latcher and it was directed by Katie Rice. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Dog Days? Well, man, it is a our box and cindy episode segment oh boy oh boy uh starbox wants to push a button that's in his little <laughs> so let's go i know they throw the whole theme song again which See, is he a- wants to destroy the world uh-huh, okay uh-huh. and his little girl's not letting him do it because she's <laughs> doing a lot of things uh there's also another alien that she captured in the last segment if you remember and uh, his name was scout i guess i, I don't think they ever said his name because no. how could they? No one ever talks. <laughs> His name was wow, His, wow, wow. Yeah, they do. Uh, there is a person that, that voices uh, a character named Scout, which we have to assume is that alien, and that uh, is Maria Bamford. Believe yeah. us. Very funny comedian. Yeah. Uh, who I'm um, surprised that I just found out last time that she actually does voice for the show. She does voice for that one and Julia and Julia, Julia. which I'm like, of course, like. I, I listen. Okay, side note. I listen to a podcast that you. Uh, it, it's not even available. I don't think to people unless you're a member of the Patreon. But uh, it's an Andy Daly podcast called our Patreon. But, no, not even our <laughs> Patreon. We're not that. Big. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's called Bananas for Bonanza, and she plays a character on that podcast along with Andy Daly, and it's a very very funny podcast. And so yes, I I like Mar- Maria Banford very much. She's had a. Great Netflix show as well, and a few comedy specials. So I highly recommend her to to people if they're looking for a weirdo well, uh, comedian they can to listen, listen to. They can watch this segment and hear her yeah, as Scout, rawr. and she's yeah, she's doing it. She's doing it. No, uh, so Scout <laughs> also wants to push the button, but uh, they don't want the other one to push the button because reasons and ego. <laughs> ego. They want to be down. the one that pushes the button. Yes, um, I push the button. 
At one point, I was like, oh my gosh, Scout killed uh, Starbucks, but he's just fine. He got shot, but he's fine. And they have a whole sick battle, but you know, there's a, but they're in a dog park. I guess that's a pretty important part of this segment. <laughs> yeah, they go to And the yes. dogs are uh, also there. They're also fighting dogs, basically. The dogs want to chew them up and chew them like toys. And Cindy is talking about other things, but not applicable to the episode, but it's cute. Dogs are sweet, dogs are free, dogs are cute, and there's nothing you can do to make me take that back. Dogs are sweet, dogs are cute, dogs are free, and they are drooly. <laughs> We've kind of seen similar things in other segments, but it's uh, it has uh, it's got its it's got its formula down. So there we go. Uh, at the end, Cindy stops them from pushing the button and puts them back in their little jars. And Scout is even wearing a dress, which is hilarious because boys don't wear dresses. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Scout also, I guess the only reference really to anything cultural, Scout looks like Predator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone, come on, you know that, people. I, mean, that was, I think we said that in the last one. Yeah, so. exactly. We're repeating. I didn't say this last time. Scout has some cool glasses on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks cool. I was trying to think if the stick battle was maybe a reference to, like, Star Trek when they do battles and that. Uh, I this don't is know. a generic stick yeah, battle. Yeah, they threw... St- she but... she was throwing sticks at the, for the dogs, and mm-hmm. the, they grabbed them to do kind of this bow fight. And, and then they have to team up to fight all the dogs. Yeah, that was a little intense. I was thinking, oh, do you have to hit the dogs? Anyway, um... Well, let's talk about uh, any things that, that you noticed that you liked, uh, Kelly. What did you? Anything you liked in the Starbucks and Cindy segment? Um, i I thought the dress was cute. <laughs> they put um, on on uh, Scout. Yes, uh, <laughs> I thought Scout looked cute in the dress, and and it suits him. So. <laughs> so you shouldn't um, be complaining. And I and I liked when, when Starbucks laughed at him and he did like the the finger across the neck, like I'm going to kill you. Kill you. Uh yeah. I I think it's interesting to to see in this episode that Cindy is definitely older. Like they've they're drawing mm-hmm. her as an older mm-hmm. girl, like a year or two older than which you can really notice when you see the themes, which I kind of skipped through the theme song. <laughs> but the second time watching I like the, ep- the theme song. The, the, I, I do, but, you know, it's... Uh, when you, They're waiting and waiting. waiting. <laughs> it's, it's weird to have a theme song right after a theme song, though, too. Like, they yeah. did that with Pinky and the Brain before. And, right, you know, and they do that in the sucks. next episode, I think, right? They go right, Ooh. don't they? Yeah, no, I guess I, they go right into... Right to the Pinky in the Brain, so it's like Animaniacs, then and the full Pinky in the Brain theme song as well. That 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 is something when talking to people at cons and everything is that they do. Some people have mentioned that they don't. They think that was too. That was a bad move. (laughs) Do the whole theme song. The the whole theme song. They kind of like like the shorter ones um because yeah you don't need especially for pinky in the brain i would almost yeah, i don't need it, it every time uh, yeah I don't, and, and when you're streaming it you are you like come on this this is a longer theme yeah. song for people's attention spans uh you don't oh. every other episode keep it long. the next episode episode six does have a little intermittent thing we'll talk about later but it has it has a little skit in between the theme songs so okay. at least there's something yeah 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 
well uh there was there were some funny things in this one i like the the thing where she was using uh starbucks as a dog toy and was the dog starts chewing on starbucks and she goes don't chew on them like that chew on them like this and that was cute uh then uh, the song that she was singing about dogs how great they are that was my wife was actually watching this episode with me and said how did they record me singing about dogs because <laughs> yeah it does sound like everything that cindy was singing about yep that's that's my wife uh, shares exactly those thoughts uh there <laughs> but yeah nathan you're right what what was the purpose of that gun it just kind of knocks it's like almost as if starbucks just got shoved down on the floor for just like a second and then was yeah. and perfectly fine not even like a stun gun like princess leia like where she's out for one would assume at least a couple minutes is that no he's just give me two seconds i'm back up no damage i'm, I'm fine yeah it was almost like like as if someone missed you know and you were like playing dead or something just to <laughs> exactly. be like but like he got hit so i don't know what yeah it's just it's weird uh, there's also um, there's also a really cool bit where when they're fighting with the sticks, they're fighting each other on top of the dog, and the camera kind of pulls back for a far shot, and the music is si- or it's uh, quieter as the other dogs mm-hmm. are looking in to find out what the what's going on. This and you just hear battle. little the little yeah, foley of just the, those yeah, sticks hitting exactly. each other. Exactly, the, the music dies down. That was kind of cool, and. Uh, <laughs> I did like Cindy saying at the end, I am the rat queen. I'm the rat queen. The only and she thing also said poop. She also falls out and gets poop on her possibly. But she says it's not. She it's says not. it's probably not. Probably so not. So it's good. Uh, so there's there's moments in this, like any Starbucks and Cindy one, that are like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. Although I am noticing, you know, definitely ever since the first one they did, there is absolutely more of a push of a narrative on this one and i really miss that um that impromptu nature of what it felt like in the first one where you're just kind of building something around this little girl babbling on Um, yeah so other than that missing that element uh you know as starbucks and cindy's goes i thought it was a pretty good one but uh anything we else notice about this before we get to our major segment which of course is the uh the the ground mouse day anything now okay let's move on to our major segment then and this is going to be ground mouse day and ground mouse day again here we go and ground mouse day both parts were written by timothy nash and lucas crandall's and it was directed by katie rice and Kelly, what what can you tell us? What what is a uh, Ground Mouse Day all about? Okay, well, obviously it's a parody of Groundhog Day movie with Bill Murray. So instead of a Groundhog Day, it's a Woodchuck Day, and the Woodchuck's name Pennsylvania Bill instead of Puxatawney Bill. Ah. And so the alarm goes off like six a.m. and Brain wakes up. And Pinky tells him about a, a dream that he had, and one of them was a, a genius, and the other one was insane, basically. And so Pinky was wondering if he's the genius and wants to be called Think Thinky. Just get up, you slumbering saddle goose! It's Woodchuck Day. We have a world to take over. They go about their day, 
Brain is getting Pinky to help him in his plan. And his idea is for Pinky to replace the woodchuck and see a shadow. And then they're going to sell a bunch of snowboards. And then when people take the snowboards and go out on the mountain, it's going to cause a massive avalanche. You see, Pinky, Pittsburgh is the location of this year's G20 Summit. At the perfect moment, this avalanche will trap the world's preeminent heads of state beneath an impenetrable layer of ice, creating a power vacuum in which I will seize geopolitical control. Like always, this is a really complicated plan. It's so many working pieces. And so Pinky messes up and says he sees a shadow, I think. and. So or he can't. He can't see he, a shadow. He can't. He can't see a shadow. So everybody goes and buys surfboards instead of the um, snowboards. And the surfboard guy says, "You know, you live by the board, you you die by the board, basically." And Brain tries to come up with a clever comeback, but he just he can't. But then he realizes that the day repeats, and oh, and they run into Egwin, uh, but Egwin falls into a hole. What? Zord, exactly! Oh, so good to see you guys. Once again, we shall be Pinky, the Brain, and Edwin. And that was that was it for Edwin. He just yeah. kind of like pops up and then and then disappears. So the day repeats, and so Brain tries to get Pinky to say something else that you know is easier to remember, and you know he'll try variations like say there's my shadow um because at one point pinky accidentally says narf and they interpret that as not so that you know he, he does not see a shadow and so it so many times it repeats and the surfboard guy sells his boards and brain does not because pinky can't get it right so brain finally says i'm going to do something i really just did not want to do and he decides to be the woodchuck and he puts on the little teeth. Hear ye, hear ye. On this February 2nd, Pennsylvania bill emerged. Let's cut straight to the point, shall we? The answer is yes. I can see my shadow. No ifs, buts, or misheard narfs about it. Six more weeks of winter. I, Pennsylvania bill, have spoken. The plan actually actually works. Um, and Brain's really excited. And he takes over the world. And then the day resets again. Not only have I broken the time loop, I finally take it over the rise and shine, sleepyhead. No, you're listening to W. And he's like, but I, you know, I thought I reached the goal. What else can I do? And he keeps coming up with like these crazier and crazier plans and trying to get um, all the members of the uh, what is it? The I put it down. The G20 uh, summit. Yeah. Well, he says he wants all the 192 members of the United Nations, member states of the United Nations, to surrender to him. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he he calls every single cell phone number to try to get of the president of the United States and finally gets in touch with her. Madam President. Who is this? There are only 10 billion unique cell phone number combinations for the region of North America. It was an elementary brute force attack. Now, may I ask, what is currently in your left blazer pocket? A picture of my childhood dog. Why? Thank you. Good day. 
the next time he calls, he says, I know it's in your pocket. And she says, okay, what's the name of the dog? And he's like, ugh. So he keeps replaying this all over and over again as he further acquires information about her dog. Your left blazer pocket contains a photograph of your childhood dog, also named Dog, with whom you shared a special bond. On the night of your graduation, you whispered into his ear that you would one day become president. He passed peacefully in your arms as the song American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played on the radio. That was the last time you cried. Well... There's no way you could know about that incredibly cliche but entirely accurate series of events without being the omnipotent threat you claim you are. It it would have taken you thousands of guesses. Millions. The United States surrenders. Bye. So that was when he's like, he he needs to do it for all the members. And um, and he does. I mean, he just keeps acquiring information and using it. The, The next day it repeats. And but it doesn't stop the days from repeating and he's like super burnout. He even at one point tries to um, get a, he gets a radioactive duck, um, radioactive super duck with like laser eyes to take control of everything. And um, it's, his eyes are like bloodshot. Uh, He just like a zombie just goes through the day I mean, I think at this point, he doesn't even really care anymore, but he does tell Pinky. And just so you know, Pinky, if I am doomed to repeat one day for all of eternity, I'm glad I get to spend it with you, old chum. Didn't he say that um, he'd been doing it for like 30 years at this point or something or something? Like it was just, he's been doing it so long. that like 80 years. 80 years? Yeah. Yeah. Like an enormous amount of time. He had taken over the world 200 times, I think. And Pinky tells him he doesn't look at like a day over three. Yeah. Which is pretty good age for a mouse. So, um, so you start to think, well, maybe this will, um, fix the loop because, you know, now he's kind of decided that, that Pinky's his friend and, um, you know, maybe world domination isn't so important. So they get ready for bed that night. Pinky's like, oh, I've got to turn on my white noise machine. And Brain sees the machine and realizes it's his it's a time machine that he had created. And that's actually what's been resetting every day. Oops, can't forget to turn on my white noise machine. I can never sleep without it. Can you believe someone threw it in the trash at Apme Labs? Sir! That's not a white noise machine, you chronology-curling clodpates. That's my failed time machine prototype. You've been turning this on every night? Every night? If I don't get a full 13 hours, I turn into a real cabin. And he gets mad at Pinky and, like, bashes it over over Pinky and it breaks. And um, he's worried that as he watches the clock that it's still maybe not going to, to go into the next day but then it, it turns over and the day doesn't repeat and he's so happy so now he's back to taking over the world. the end and <laughs> hey he, yeah that that really worked that uh time machine device <laughs> who would have thought that the brain would have actually that was just the prototype it seemed to work very very well actually and he threw it away. So, what does that tell you about away. the genius brain here? Yeah. 
I as for as soon as he started talking about which one's a genius and which one's insane at the for, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is Nathan's uh, loves love this episode then because mm-hmm. they're talking about all that junk. You know, and it's funny. I'm still convinced. It's so still, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because, uh, being a Groundhog Day parody, I thought for sure this was going to have a similar reason why the brain is repeating that he's not doing something morally You mean correct. it's because he didn't buy health insurance from Ned Ryerson? <laughs> exactly. Well, I thought that it was going to be something along the lines of It's the reason. Edwin. It was Ned Ryerson. Yeah. yeah. It was the whole it's reason. Like, it's, it was needed to buy life insurance. And, and then... Uh, the actor who plays Ned Ryerson is the voice of the DJ in mm-hmm. this episode, which I was very impressed. My wife listened to that and said, hey, that's Ned's voice right there on the radio. That's how much we watched Groundhog Day growing up. <laughs> so often on Groundhog Day growing up in the 90s was on TV all the time. It was to the point where you could pull you could pull up Groundhog Day flipping channels and I could tell, oh, this is this moment <laughs> I knew exactly like in the in this in the uh timeline of timelines which which loop he was in. Uh, so yes, I've watched that movie quite often growing up. But I thought that um yeah, it's oh obviously he has to they have to be nice to Edwin because Edwin keeps falling down the hole. So as soon as they I think uh well in the original Bill Murray steps in a puddle. So I guess that's what they were kind of referring to, Edwin falling down each time. I don't yeah. Know. I mean there was somewhere Ned Ryerson stepped in the stepped in the puddle well. instead. Yeah. yeah, which that was good. But yes, um but nope, it's just time machine. So not even and then, you know, of course I thought, well, maybe he just needs to be nice to Pinky. Nope, just the time machine. So in oh. some ways it was I like that kind of twist on things, but uh another part of me was like going, Oh, I wish there was some kind of like uh moral <laughs> growth of the brain in this way but no just just yeah, go I mean, back he did to, tell, tell pinky that he was glad to spend time with him but. that's true i I did like the and slapping it, the hand away it may have been yeah it may have been that he had to be nice to pinky the time machine thing might have just been a coincidence because oh. when you think about it if it was the time machine wouldn't pinky also have been infected by it so good point. I, it would be sucking everybody to, in that. Room. Although maybe Pinky was affected by it, and he just didn't help. I thought that would be a fun twist at the end of the. Oh yeah, that episode. would be funny. That the Pinky did actually remember it, but he's just so dumb. Oh, Pinky he, was just like, yeah. Pinky was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's part that happened before. I thought you don't. Yeah, see, that would have been. There's a few moments in this actually that. Um, I think they kind of missed out on a joke. And one of them was something that my wife started laughing at. Just really, she looked away from the screen and then she looked back up and she goes, well, that's funny. And I said, what? And cause I wasn't laughing. <laughs> She's like the lock, the lock pinky has the lock and he on his, on his head and he can't breathe. I was like, yeah, because the brain put the lock on him. And she goes, oh, I thought he just kind of handed the lock to Pinky. And then the next scene shows Pinky locked and, you know, choking. And I was like, oh, that would have been funnier. <laughs> right there. <laughs> that would have been funnier instead of constantly. There's a lot of. And Peter, we've talked with Peter Hastings about this a lot, uh, is that he kind of didn't like the whole bash Pinky on the the head joke each time. And it seemed like mm. they were doing that was quite a bit in this, like bash Pinky on the head, bash Pinky on the head. It's like. You know, hit him on the head once or twice, but uh, you don't. You know, but yeah, and that was a that was a 
moment. I was like, oh, yeah, just hand Pinky the lock. And Pinky's so dumb that somehow he gets stuck inside the lock and then he's choking. Um, was cool. Anyway, but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Just no, he smashed version. him. Yeah. yeah smash him good. Uh, at any rate, uh, any moments in this that you that stood out in this that uh, you liked, Nathan? Um. Oh boy. I mean, I I thought it was fun because I like Groundhog Day so much. There's so many like allusions to the movie, like mm-hmm. the scene where he's like counting how many steps to take before you know. In the movie, they he robs the bank, but in the, in the episode, he creates a super duck or whatever. Right. But, um. You know, there's there's a lot of uh. It just felt very much an homage to the movie, which was fun. Um. And yet there were still funny parts. Like I liked Ned Ryerson's line of um, when he's talking about all the ways that brain's taking over the world, just like, you know, oh, he created these shoes. They did the Macarena thing, you know, uh, just, macadamia. Yeah. And then the macadamia. Yeah, he should have said the macadamia nut, but he didn't. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, but yeah, just posting online that I rule the world and we're all just going along with it. Yeah, that was <laughs> funny. But that was like, that was I funny. laughed aloud. Yeah, that was the one I actually laughed at. And that, I was like, yeah. Because that often happens. <laughs> it's just how it happens sometimes. <laughs> just going along with it. All right. Uh, well, um, uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of references, though, in this one, too. Just like, yeah, I don't know. Well, when in Which doubt, also, just have Maurice LaMarche say something like, shredding the gnar. Best get into character. Shred, shred, shredding the gnar. Truly, I am stoked about gooey pow. Nailing it. And uh, the one thing that uh, reference, I guess, that we should talk about that's also in here is that whole personality type thing, right? A classic INFJ personality type like me is a born follower. Now, what were you saying about a shadow brain? Pinky says he's an INFJ personality type, and that makes him a follower. But Nathan, you, I mean, I had to look that up. And Nathan, you said that he's not that kind of a... A I didn't think he was an type. INFJ. I just looked at it. I was like, what is an INFJ? And I'm yeah. like, I was like, that's not him at all. It's just, um, as a quick thing, it's quiet and mystical, yet very inspiring and tireless idealist. I'm like, that doesn't sound like this is a quick, like, yeah. you, you know, there's whole articles about each of these personality types. And I was like, he's going to be some sort of enthusiastic, creative, sociable, free spirit. Who can always find a reason to smile? Like that sounds like him, or something. You know, there's yeah, a bunch of these where I'm like, that could be him. But I, I looked at I looked at this thing we're here from. Uh, this is from the site Psychology Junking Junkie. Yeah, <laughs> and it says ten things that excite INFJs, and I'm like, okay, so let's see if any of these things would excite Pinky. The first one is complexity. No. The second one would be imagination. Sure. Okay. Next one is psychologically or psychologically or something. I don't I can't even read that. So I mean, maybe this is evidence that he is a genius and he's maybe. just putting on an act. He maybe inter- maybe it's like intellectual conversation, being, being alone in nature, silence, mm-hmm. adventure in moderation, like reading, intimate conversation. I don't even know if this is like a following kind of personality anyways. Like I didn't necessarily yeah. get that. I didn't, it didn't seem like, oh, they, they like to follow other people's lead. <laughs> so. Yeah, not, not, did not get any of that. I got as a very peaceful, intellectual person is when I see, think of INFJs, according to everything I've <laughs> read. I'm uh, an INTJ. Oh, what's that? So introverted, intuitive, 
And what's the next one? Um, thinking, I think. Thinking. Okay. As opposed to feeling. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Imaginative, strategic and, thinker with a plan for everything. Is that right? You're like yeah, an archetype. Yeah. Well, there Apparently. we go. <laughs> well, Pinky is most certainly not that. And I guess I think they were, I don't know why they would say that other than it was just ironic because that, but it doesn't make any sense. At least if he's going to say follower, at least it should be some sort of follower thing. I don't know what the the writers. Yeah, I don't know what the that. follower would be. Yeah. It was just more confusing. I like references that make sense and make you go up. Oh, that sure does match up. Not ones that make you go, what? No. And this was one that made me go, what? No. Uh, but yes, there you go. Anything else from this uh, segment There's we want to talk about? So much. Um, they they did some shipping of Pinky and the Brain again a they little sure bit. They did. They did. Um, they did indeed. There's definitely some. Yeah. And, and they could be interpreted both ways, which I think is kind mm-hmm. of like the best kinds of like moments is, you know, when it comes to, yes, obviously friendship, love right there, but maybe more. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They mentioned furries and they did uh, mention furries in this one this is that actually um, was funny yeah um, um yeah iron man harley quinn and wonder woman were all alluded to and pinky's uh cosplaying thing you know um I w- um i i kind of thought it would be funny if at one in one version they find out that uh punk zatani phil uh was just gonna sees uh he already um does see his shadow <laughs> like if they just did nothing you would have seen his shadow and be like oh okay yeah. all these attempts <laughs> um <laughs> I, you know i don't understand like on the on the initial thing with causing the avalanche to make all the the world leaders get encapsulized and only have two hours of oxygen so hurry up and give brain power it's like mm-hmm. why would they do you, why wouldn't they just get them out of the building in two hours? <laughs> like, what is the? That was the whole like. Uh, I was wondering, yeah. like, what would giving brain power do anything to? No, I don't. I didn't understand that line, but whatever. Uh, I did like the how brain could not come up with that comeback, and eventually just said that line to that surfer guy as a way of getting him. So. Yeah, I was hoping that that guy would have a yeah, witty comeback. I know. I was and, like, oh, now we're going like, to hear the comeback that the brain yeah, should have like said. Yeah, like the brain couldn't say after 50 times hearing it. And then yeah. like the first time the guy, other server hears it, he has the perfect comeback for I, brain. I and, agree. I wish again. I mean, a tear is funny too. But a tear like, is funny. What would have been funnier is actually a witty thing from a surfer dude who you would yeah, assume would not where, say something witty. And the brain had never thought of it. Like, exactly. I yeah. 100% agree with you. I but I'm guessing they too. couldn't think of a funny response either in the room. <laughs> it's like, so. then, then you should come up with a different line to say to him. Oh, well. Oh, um, if only was, we could um, be in the writer's room, then Nathan and I could just say, no, do something funnier. <laughs> What's yeah, your idea, funny. Nathan and Joey? That's my joke. I don't uh, know. Funnier. <laughs> be funnier. funnier. Let's do funnier. Yeah, I have, a, I have uh, an idea for the group. Um, Something funnier. I'm not going to give it. Uh, I'm just going to say that it should be funnier. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Give um, me my check, please. Yeah, see, we could do that. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait oh. until this writer strike is done and I could become a writer in Hollywood. Oh <laughs> man, I'm gonna make so much. Now's money. the time to do it. You can be a How scab. I could be, be a scab. I just go to a uh, writer's room and just go make something funny yeah. to everyone but, else in the room. All the other scabs. 
exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. They talk about weaponizing the Macarena, which I guess is a nod to the brainwashed trilogy when they and the spinoff series of it, Pinky the Brain. I, I saw that as, on the there. wiki, and like, I can say with great confidence, absolutely not a reference to anything in the original show. Uh, you don't no. think so? Oh, absolutely okay. not. the the Maybe. the the, fo- the fact is that the writers who work on these the, the animated never seen show, the show. No. <laughs> They have a passing familiarity with these episodes. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to watch so many episodes to have that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't remember that episode. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. They are not going... No. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll talk more about references to previous episodes in the the, uh, Dr. Warno, which also has a little bit of a original thing sort of in it, I guess. But uh, anything else in this uh, ground mouse day? I think we finally got it. Kelly, we do you got have it all done. We did. Oh, it. did we mention the? Did we mention the deja vu when he asked him if, if he'd ever heard of deja vu? <laughs> deja vu. Yeah, that was a funny line. I, I, yeah. there's some, you know, there's some good lines in it. It just uh, yeah. felt like I felt like number one. I wish that this was in one cartoon. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. split into two. It kind of felt like um, Hooray for North Hollywood, how that was extended. It, you know what I mean? Or just kind of not even necessarily extended, but padded out through other stuff uh, yeah. to make this one go into two. So it's like they had these other, you know, Starbucks. We have a Starbucks and Cindy. We have this dog collie things we could put in, and well, that'll pad out the the things. Part of it's like they, they promise to have and the Warners and uh, Pinky and the Brain in every episode. So then, like, they're like, well, we don't have enough Pinky and the Brains or enough Warners to do every episode. So, oh, we'll split the Pinky and the Brain, and then that way we have enough Pinky and the Brain. You know, yeah, and there might have been budgetary reasons as well. Like, but who knows what? This would have been so much better. Like this as its own episode of one long. I agree. Like, awesome like oh the perfect groundhog's day episode you know right just have the warners just have the warners do one of those cold opens maybe and yeah then just the quickest whatever is the quickest cold open for the warners i guess but even then yeah. like i don't even need the warners in it at all you know right. well yeah yeah i mean like whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i agree this this really should have been they shouldn't have had the starbucks and cindy with this one it should have just been this and it, they would have done it. It would have been able to do it. Maybe cut out one or two repeated days, and yeah, you're 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 going to get it done. Uh, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, let's since actually we already got into some of episode six, so let's go ahead and continue our discussion uh, in episode six. And it starts off with yet another uh, cold open, and it's called Animalians. Eight meters, seven, six. It can't be. That means they're inside the room. That means we're incredibly stupid for not leaving. Game over, man. Game over! Animalians was written by Lucas Crandall's Timothy Nash and Will Leslie Wild. Wellesley Wild. I keep, how many times have I said Will Leslie Wild all these years? And he's never corrected us. He's, he's never, never once. We know he listens. I know every he episode. listens. Come uh. on, come on, dude, <laughs> Mister Wild. Uh, and directed by Matthew Yang. Uh, and this actually parodies the only alien movie that I've ever seen. 
I've only seen the second one, Aliens. Uh, I don't know why. One. It is a good one. I really liked it. Uh, Paul Reiser is amazing. No, I... <laughs> uh, in this one, it's uh, Rita and Dr. Scratch and Sniff and uh, Ralph the Guard all dressed up in kind of like, you know, Aliens garb. The whole lot looks like the the space, um, I guess, station from Aliens. And in, but instead of the alien and uh, face huggers and stuff, it's the Warners in this one, and they're going boingy 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 in the air vents. Scratch and Sniff does his game over line, which is in game Uber. Yeah. Game Uber. Does he say game Uber? I think so. It sounds like it to me. Oh, okay. okay. So I didn't watch it with closed captioning. If he says game right. Uber, that's okay. Good job. They get knocked down. Uh, they get up again. They get up again. <laughs> they get knocked down. They get up again. There's <laughs> a lot of that stuff. Uh, now they're, they're, you know, Yako says, hey, don't buy my sibs. They're just hungry. We're hangry and we're looking for the cafeteria. Oh, it's right over there. Okay. She goes back down. It, for a moment, it looks like Ralph is dead with blood on him but it turns out it's just too many jelly donuts and that attracts the warners who then attack and it goes to the theme song it also has like a cat in there too which that cat is in aliens so yeah but that was that anything that you guys noticed in this first segment that you thought was cool kelly She's shaking her head. No, no. It, it, it was just a little <laughs> short, short segment. Well, you know what? No, there was. I I liked when the Warners were upside down and their eyes were glowing and they just looked really creepy. And uh, was it was it Wacko's head like turns upside down, like it just twists, and it was uh, creepy. Yeah. I was not a fan. I like that design in this. It's just too creepy for me. I was like, ooh, gross. But I like that. <laughs> yeah, it Nathan. was creepy. Um. I watched the closed captioning. The closed captioning says game over, which I'm very sad. Oh, okay. I still think it sounds a little like game and over. We should have been. And it'd be so much right? funnier if it did. Like, come on, game over. Like, well, you know what? We're just saying because, season four, we're available. I mean, if like, you want us, we'll make the show good. So <laughs> I, li- I liked all the references to aliens. Um, and I have seen alien. Uh, uh, how many of the very good movies. okay? How many aliens? I've films only seen one and two. Seen? You only seen one and two, which I think many people would say those were the ones to see if you're going yeah. to see any of them. Kelly, how many have you seen? Three, I think. Three. Just, how many? You just you saw three. Wait, <laughs> Alien Three. I heard that one's bad. No. <laughs> I didn't say I liked it. I just said I think I've seen three of them. Um, but no, I mean, like, I, I've seen like the first three. Okay. Yeah. All I know from the third one, and this is going to be a spoiler, but I think this is, I haven't even seen the third one, but the second one deals with saving the girl, saving Newt and the cat, right? Saving, you know, uh, the little girl and her cat. And at the end, they get saved. But then right in the beginning of the third one, you find out, oh no, those two died. So it's yeah. kind of like, it's like, really? What? I heard that is uh, one of the most disappointing openings for any movie that. 
You just spent an entire movie saving somebody, and guess what? They just died on the. It's like a. Well, poochie. that's like the Ewok. That's like the Ewok movies. They spend oh, the yeah. whole first movie trying to rescue their parents, and then the brother and the parents die in the first five minutes of the second movie. And that was some kind of contractual thing. I think that the brother wanted too much money than they were willing to give, and well, it wasn't said, even the same actor who played the dad. I don't think. Either. Uh, yep, yep. Not surprised. Well, we're gonna kill him off. We'll get just somebody. Nobody pays attention. It was much easier in the 80s when, you know, we watched these things on TV one time and then you forget who plays who. No, I <laughs> I taped them off TV and I rewatched them, particularly the second one, multiple times and practically had it memorized. There we are. So There we are. Because I, uh, I go around going all the time, going, Star Cruiser, crush, crush, Star Cruiser, <laughs> crush, crush. And I, um, I love Wilford Brimley and... um. <laughs> I, I we had taped the first one, but I I really love the second one. I think because it really focused on the little girl of Wicket, and I love Teak, and I'm and I'm all about that. More movie. than one alien, There's aliens. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Ewok Adventure. I'll have to check those out. I believe those are on Disney Plus, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I should watch those again someday. That giant freak. I had nightmares literally about that giant uh, in the first one that was, uh, tr- you know, had them in the cage. I, th- oh, it's, yeah. uh, in, and then I looked at it, you know, 20 years later and I, it's just some guy in a suit walking around and I'm like, I had nightmares about this really. Anyway. <laughs> oh, the eighties. Okay. Well, uh, back to our, back to the Animaniacs. Uh, that'll do it for Animalians. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our next kind of short these are i would say some might say filler uh uh, (laughs) Uh, this is i believe this is called murder pals what's wrong girl This is in three parts, uh, but we're going to talk all about them right now. Uh, Murder Pals was a story by Katie Rice. Teleplay was by James Butler, and it was directed by Katie Rice as well. Uh, Kelly, what happens here in Murder Pals? In the first segment, um, there's a dog, Border Collie, I, I think. Isn't that a Border Collie? Yeah. Play Lassie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the dog's barking and mom's like, what is it? What is it, girl? And so she follows Lassie to the well and you're thinking, oh, Timmy's in the well. Oh, no. And Lassie pushes the mom in the well. And so that was unexpected. <laughs> and then um, then the dad follows Lassie out. Um, and Lassie stops at the edge of a cliff and the dad continues to go over the cliff. And so that's... That's a crazy dog. And then um, then the dog and the little boy go out in a boat. And you see a little dolphin. Get a little smiling dolphin. Like, oh, that's sweet. And um, then the dog jumps on the dolphin. And they float away. And the little boy is left uh, stranded in the, the boat by himself. Which I guess is a better outcome than what happened to the mom and dad. Yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. steal the boy's sails. That boy could technically still be alive. Yeah. Oh, and the, and then of course at the end the, the collie and the dolphin have a oh. dinner, I guess, right? Yeah. Lobster. And then you Lobster. then you see the little thing that says murder pals. 
Murder Pals, which looked like a good t-shirt, but I don't know if this made a good cartoon. Um, <laughs> just Murder Pals, just that, and just a dolphin and a collie toasting, and it's saying Murder Pals. That alone looked like, okay, I could see that as like a, an obscure t-shirt for some reason. Out of context, makes n- absolutely no sense. But what did you two think about this uh, kind of Lassie parody, I guess? Nathan, what did you think? Flipper. 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 Like oh, the, a little uh, bit of Flipper. Oh, that's what it was. They were teaming up. It was Lassie and Flipper teaming up. Yeah, I guess that I so. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're murder pals. Uh, I thought the animation was interesting. It was a different animation. I thought it was like that, Toby Danger from Freakazoid for a moment. Yeah, right. It was a different animation house than uh, normal. Um, yeah, it did look cool. It did look Birdo. Birdo animated that. I didn't like the animation. Um, oh, it kind of put in, in mind for me the old uh, Dennis the Menace cartoon, uh, the comic strip. Yeah, um, it kind of had that style. And yeah, I, I that kind of like where you could kind of see the ink. Uh, dots or something like that in the background of like a like a comic strip or something like that no just uh, the, the style of it really. oh like the so hair really. and stuff like that they're they're yeah the look i got gotcha. you yeah yep. um i liked when the dog smiles after <laughs> things i guess i guess it was a very dark uh yeah thing dark. and you know dark but i'm not i'm a you know okay dark humor sure give me dark humor but it just wasn't necessarily it ended up getting kind of predictable and not that funny but it it, you know i think it suited its purpose it was there to fill up some time and Mm -hmm. they the people who do the reboot like the variety show aspect of what animaniacs could be and this definitely felt like a a variety show kind of sketch i guess something you might see on i don't know about saturday night live maybe mad tv (laughs) but Burned. It was it was a burn. Take that, Mad TV like likers and lovers. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that. I guess let's go and move on to our next and last segment to talk about in our two episode talk. This is the Island of Doctor Warno. And the Island of Doctor Warno was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. It was directed by Matthew Yang. Nathan, what happens here in the island of Dr. Warno? All right. Well, we join Yakko, Wacko, and Dot as they are on a whale-watching tour. They've been on it for like three hours now and still haven't seen a whale. Um, they've seen some single dolphins, though, that are trying to hit on Dot, I guess. Well, there are plenty of single dolphins. Hey, baby, you should smile more. You're so pretty when you smile. Then when all the other passengers notice that there's dolphins, uh, they rush to the side of the boat and the boat flips and they, the Warners get thrown onto an island that's nearby. Um, they're not quite sure where they are, um, but they hear some noises in the bushes. And they decide they need to uh, attack it or something. I don't know. So um, Racco puts on a coconut on his head and uh, Yakko twists his tail and throws him into the bushes. And then they wrap up these uh, creatures that they're like doppelgangers of the Warners. Cause they all kind of look like them. Um, there's Ditto, Ratto and Sappho, which are uh, Dot, Yakko and Wacko respectively. And uh, they're even voiced, I believe by the same people. Cause they sound exactly. The same. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and you're like, Whoa, these are weird, but they're all very friendly. Cause they look like, scary monster creatures but they they just do tickle fights and we find out that they were all created 
by a uh, brother who uh, is a man that looks a lot like uh, Dr. Otto von Scratch and Sniff, but it turns out it is uh, not Otto, it's his brother, um, Jurgen or something. Jurgen? Jurgen. Yeah. Jurgen Scratch and Sniff is his twin brother. Um, and they used to be really good friends. They even worked at the Warner Studio lot. When he met you. <laughs> From then on, Rock consumed Otto's life. He never saw me star as chorus member when I did dinner theater. He couldn't even celebrate the anniversary of our birth. Yeah! I've been so lonely without my brother. And it's all because of you. What's up? Where did the Warners go? <laughs> Oops, sorry, buddy. We stopped listening a while ago. We got bored. But don't worry, it's not you or your story. It's both. And Otto lost all his hair. Uh, Jürgen still has all his hair. Um, but he, you know, even just this short encounter, he starts pulling out some of his hair. Um and, you know, he doesn't like the Warners because he took away his twin, his good twin brother or whatever. You know, I don't know. what. Uh, um, yeah. But for some reason, he made clones of them, even though he doesn't like. I don't know what's going on. That, that, the, uh, yeah, the motivation on that was, well, it was that he wanted to make Warners that were disciplined, that would listen to what yeah. he wanted. But instead, it's like, dude, you just got away. Like, who cares about? Like, yeah, I don't understand either why. Other than he's a mad scientist and he likes, you know, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And they had to, they had a concept of Doctor Warno, and they had to go with it. Yeah, exactly. It's Dr. it's Moreau. so that it fits the thing. So yeah, you know, they're they're captured and taken to his secret lab. Um, and in this lab, we see there's even more hideous creatures that look even more hideous than uh, Ditto and. Uh, Sappho and uh, what Ratto? Yes. <laughs> so there's there's these even more hideous creatures there. They're all locked in their cages, um, and Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are all tied to a table. They're going to be like drilled through or something. But then uh, Yakko whispers something like, "Hey, maybe it's time we sta- should stand up for ourselves." And then the three uh, siblings, those three uh, sim- uh, doppelgangers, agree, and they kind of do a similar thing as what. Yakko and Wacko did at the beginning. Sappho throws or is thrown by Ratto uh, with a coconut hat, and they all, you know, they then capture Jurgen and tie him to the table, and they get all their drills, and you know, then they do a tickle fight, and then they tie him up and put him on a wooden raft and sail him off where he's eaten by a whale, and everyone's happy because they saw a whale finally. <laughs> and there we are. I mean, so now we have an island full of happy mutants uh that mm-hmm. look like the warners uh the end uh yeah so the obviously the main reference right there doctor the island of dr moreau which i've never seen any version of that i know that there's a no one of the more recent versions that was uh the one that is i think notorious for uh val kilmer uh like had a horrible time on set everyone and i think even the director of the film was fired but then snuck onto the set later on and try to sabotage the film as an extra yeah it's like there's this whole thing like that that whole uh, thing is a whole story to it that's probably more interesting than the actual movie itself (laughs) but um 
yeah, I, there's a few things I learned in this one. Uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff, they mentioned he has purple pants. And I was like, wait, does he have purple? Yeah, he does have purple pants. I never thought about it. But yes, Dr. Scratch and Sniff has purple pants. There we are. Uh, and also, I kind of thought that the uh, the names Sappho kind of sounded like Zeppo, which was one of the other, which is like the fourth Marx brother who is, hmm. uh, you know, in the original films was always playing the not funny one. The guy, the, a lot of the times Sappho he was, was a poet. Yes. Wasn't it like a love poet? Like, or like, wasn't it about love? It's, Sappho is a poet, S-A-P-H-O, right? Uh, no, it's S-A-P-P-H-O. P-P-H-O. Okay. Yeah. Greek poet. Um, uh, I'm looking it up. Known I don't for know. Her lyric was... poetry written to be sung. This is from Wikipedia. She yeah. is known for her lyric poetry written to be sung while accompanied by music. Regarded as the greatest lyric poets and was given names such as the Tenth Muse. So there we go. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's kind of like a an icon of like the lesbian community, I believe. I think that's what I... Well, she was like from Lesbos, Greece. Oh, there we go. That's so probably where that's, it is. Yeah, I don't... I'm, I feel like I learned about her in... I took like a Greek literature yes. class. Um, and of course, I, I'm an English major, so I studied a lot of world literature. So... But we didn't get like really um, detailed into her poetry or anything. She was more like just mentioned. Well, this Sappho is also spelled differently. It's S-A-F-F-O. So I think that's pretty much it. Other than you kind of reference the, you know, uh, the desanitized. Uh, although that isn't how exactly Dr. Scratch and Snip pulled his hair out. Although this is his brother, I guess you could say, well, this is his brother recalling the story. So his memory of how... Uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff pulled out his hair might be different than what really happened, right? That's what we can say. If we're going to yeah. say that this is a continuation and not just an all-out reboot, which I think I know what my answer actually is on that one. But <laughs> uh, let's see. Any other things that you guys notice in this uh, Dr. Warno one that are worth noting? I, think um, I like the designs of the. Oh, the, I did not like the designs. <laughs> they creeped me out. I too just much. thought they were they were weird. I mean, they I they were like, freaky. I felt sorry for them too. I felt too sorry for them. Although the yeah. one one had a, a yakko mask on that looked very identical to actual uh, creepy yakko mask that you can actually buy. Uh, yeah, so if you all want to be you know cosplaying as that creepy yakko Doctor Warno uh, blobby thing, well, you can. It's uh, true. Well, I thought the dot one was kind of cute. The dot, yeah, bat dot was, was cute. Ditto the, was cute. Ditto yeah. was cute. I did like Ditto. Uh, the design and the of the bat uh, thing. Yes, uh, it, it, she was just such a good-hearted, like pure kind of character. Uh, so Tress McNeil did a good job of playing those two characters. But yes, um, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was, it, I, yeah. I, the motivation still is weird. I don't know. I, I still think. You know, my theory is that the Warners were reanimated or whatever. I think one version of this could have been that uh, Otto, this Jurgen reanimated the Animaniacs. So that's where they were the last 10 years. They Because the original Warners are gone. These ones have fangs, you know, they're like a little bit different, but well, they were 
created on this island. They were rejects because they're too much like the original and too zany. He I only did. wants good acting ones. I, so. I did think that the uh, the Yakko ended up saying one of the criticisms of that I heard many people say of the reboot of Animaniacs. You know, they may look like us, but they don't really act like us. I've heard people say that the personalities of Yakko and not, I mean, Wacko's pretty much the same in both of them, but you know, the Yakko, Wacko and Dot of the reboot are, are maybe not completely different, but are, there are differences between Mm -hmm. their, you know, the way they act in the original versus the reboot. So I thought that was kind of funny hearing Yakko say that line. I was like, Oh, that's funny. And then that's the, if, if, they weren't created by Jurgen. That means there was like 10 years where he could have been with Otto Scratch and Sniff, where the Warners were missing. Like, the Warners aren't there for 10 years. Why isn't he there uh, at the lot with his twin brother for the last 10 years? So, boom, there we go. So, more I than gotta 10 change. Years. Well, more yeah, than whatever. 10 years. 20 years, yeah. 20 years, like, about it, right? Something, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because they they missed every you watched the first episode of season of this reboot they don't know what happened the last twenty years so they've yeah. been gone somewhere they were reanimated by Jurgen okay they escaped the island they forgot about it and now they're back Jurgen wants to correct his mistake there we go. well so there you go uh, that's okay, the secret we'll go with that fan theory there so All there right. we go put put that fan the true theory fans in have that theory. We're true fan of anime. That's right. We are now you the gatekeeping this. podcast. Yeah. And if you don't believe what we say, oh, you're wrong. Pinky is a genius. And <laughs> the Warners were created by Jurgen. And there's uh, Time Lords. And, uh, and the okay. Time Lords. Okay, so. okay, okay, there we go. Okay, got them all in. Good. Shoo. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. <laughs> Okay, we got two episodes to review. So let's go ahead and get a Water Tower rating to episode five first. Episode five, which gave us the first half of all that stuff and has a teeny axe and dog days and first half of Ground Mouse Day. Uh, Kelly, what do you think? What would you give that first episode we saw? I I think I'll go with three. It was fine. All right. Nathan, what about you? Yeah, I'm just going to go three as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's fine. Get, like, yeah. 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 I, I thought it was, I agree. I give it, my first gut was 2.5. So I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with 2.5 on that one for me. Again, nothing horrible, but it was like, you know, it was fine. I didn't really find myself really laughing that much, but I, again, I said every freaking episode on paper, outline wise. Yes. I like the concepts of everything that you're, you're putting out, but yes, some of the jokes I thought like, Make them stronger. Do get some stuff going here, but never happens. Um, all right, episode six. What would you say? Let's go to Nathan this time. Nathan, what about episode six? Um, I'm again going to say three. <laughs> <laughs> A three again. I mean, so here's the thing: if if there was just an episode of Ground Mouse Day, I would give that like a four, and then I think everything oh. else I give like a two. <laughs> <laughs> so we have okay. So I decided I'm going to give them both a three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my reasoning. Kelly, what about you? Um, I don't think I would have put it so succinctly, but um, but I was also going to give it a three. 
because it's fine. I mean, groundhog <laughs> or ground mouse day is, is probably the, well, it is the strongest uh, of both episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a two. I say I, I would think actually the second episode of theirs. Why you we, always got to be so different? I'm sorry. I know I should have been going at least keep it two point five, but I thought the quality <laughs> dropped a little bit in the second episode in the in episode six, uh, just slightly. So, but yes, I agree. It would have been a better thing. I think I would have enjoyed. I probably would have given at least a three or three point five to uh the episode if it was just ground mouse day by itself maybe with just one little thing tagged on but unfortunately it's slipping it splitting it up and then saying doing also previously on on the next episode uh it just slows things down and it, it just doesn't the pacing just gets affected negatively i think so mm. did did not enjoy it all right well nathan doesn't want me to do this but we're going to do one round <laughs> one round of water tower trivia and we're going to keep Ooh. this to the lightning round okay so if you don't know the answer to this the other person just, can't steal or what no we're just what does gonna, that mean? you have to just say i don't know there's no stealing oh my <laughs> it gosh. means the time limit the time limit that you have for me counting in my head has has decreased so you can think about it but the timer has been shortened but we but that we internal can still timer steal. you can still steal I'm, you can still okay. steal Okay, good. Nathan's Nathan's a, a kleptomaniac. He loves to steal. All right. Yeah, that's how so, I get all my points. Uh, I don't know who we started with last. I think Kelly with? was last. Okay, this so, is the fourth time. So we're going to go with Nathan then this time, right? Okay. Okay, Nathan. Yeah. Question number one. In Meatballs or Consequences, a parody of The Seventh Seal, Yakko and Dot play against death in what game for Wacko's soul? Oh, um, shoot. Say that again? Uh, I'll, uh, chess. Dang it. It's wrong. Oh, Kelly, can you steal? Checkers. That is right. Dang it. Chess is unknown to us. Oh, yeah. I prefer we... checkers. <laughs> checkers is this. All right. Yakko, number two is for Kelly. Yakko recited countries from the seven continents. Which of these countries is on Asia? Now, Kelly... I'm not going to. There is no choices. Wait, it, this, it, you said which of these continents is on Asia? No, no. Which of these countries uh, is in Asia? Oh, now there's only one that the, this author of this uh, this uh, trivia book put in. So you have to give me an Asian country, and who knows, you might get it correct. Now the good news is you've already gotten a point, so you're already in the lead. So even if you lose this one, watch out! I can steal. Okay, you have to get. It's true. You could steal. Japan. That is wrong. I'm sorry. That is not the answer that he put. Although that is an Asian country. Ooh. Nathan, what do you got? China. It's wrong. China. It's wrong. It. You guys are so wrong. It was Laos. You guys, oh, you guys are Lousers. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, number three. <laughs> this goes to Nathan. Uh, Yako sings about what natural disaster that strikes Los Angeles? A quake. A quake. An earthquake. Very good. Got a point. It's all tied up. Kelly, which is the first country mentioned in the song? United States. Very good. Didn't they do that last week? We already had that question last week. They did, but you know what? It's repeated. This is, hey, I didn't write the quiz book. I could have got that this time. This this quiz book (laughs) is a repeat. Quiz me quick. Quiz me quick. 
All right. Uh, here, here you go. Next, next question. Isaac Newton. <laughs> Good answer. Number five is for Nathan. North America, Central America, Caribbean is the first area in the world Yako recites nations from. What is the first Central American country Yako recites? United States. Wait, Mexico. I'll say Mexico. That is correct. Okay. Mexico is the first Central America country that Yako recites. Very good. Okay, Kelly. Good answer. answer. Number Mm -hmm. six to Kelly. What psychiatrist is constantly the focus of the Warner's attention? Dr. Scratch and Sniff. Yes. Otto Scratch and Sniff is what they put, but we will accept it. Otto Otto Von Scratch and Sniff, I think, is his full name, but whatever. We're, we'll, you know, for picking a knit. All right. Uh, Nathan, another Yakko's World question. Because, you know, if oh you're boy. a big... Dang it. You know, I think there was too Ellie many references. I was, think, yeah. I was thinking there was too many references to Yakko's World in the reboot. Because at some points during, I think particularly during the second season, it felt like they referenced it in every single Animaniacs. But mm-hmm. according to this fan who wrote these uh, questions... It's an incredibly important part of Maniacs. It must be referred to at least 20% of the questions. What was some of the first introduction to a lot of people to it's the true. show these songs? They, so. they could see it in class. All right, uh, Nathan. Tony, Tunisia, blank, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Djibouti, Botswana. What country goes in the blank? Tunisia, um, blank, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana. Saran. Saran. That is wrong. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Kelly, do you know what goes in the blank right after Tunisia? Tunisia, blank, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Djibouti Botswana. Is it Morocco? That is correct. Mm. Oh, very good, very good, very good. Kelly, generally speaking, what is the only article of clothing that Slappy wears? A hat. We will accept it. It's a hat with... A flower. A flower. flower. A flower. Very good. Very good. Flower. Okay. <laughs> My name's Flower. Uh, okay, Nathan. Yes. Get Along Little Doggies provides what melody to the ballad of what? Which explorer? There's a... Uh, uh, Magellan. Magellan is correct. Very good, Nathan. Nathan's going to close it out with at least three points. But yeah. Kelly has already ru- won this one, but now it's just going <laughs> to rub it in. Let's see if she can get it right or not with this last question. When reviewing the Laserdisc called Best of Looney Tunes, which character was not on the front cover? Now, Kelly, again, I don't have choices for this, but uh, give me a Looney Tunes character that was not on the cover of that that Laserdisc scene in that Slappy Squirrel uh, cartoon. There's probably more than one. It's um, true, but that was only one that the author mentions yeah. in this. Pepe Le Pew. Good guess, but not correct. So, Nathan, you've already lost um, this round, but yeah, that's true. you can go for All it. All right, I'm going to go, because um, I'm guessing Bugs and Daffy were on it. So, let's say yeah. Tweety. Tweety's no, I'm oh. sorry. Porky Pig. Porky mm. Pig, as we all know, was the one that was not. Oh, man. 
What a bummer! Way what a way to to, to end this one. But uh, Kelly won. Kelly won with <laughs> five points. Kelly got fifty percent of that wow. quiz. That might be the highest score yet for Water Tower trivia. Well, there we highest go. Highest score possible. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Well, let's go to. Let's go ahead and get straight to our contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Oh, Joey, I'm on Twitter always. Uh, Django FT. That's me. <laughs> All right. And as for Kelly, where what about you, Kelly? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right. Animated cast. We're on pretty much, I, I can't think of a podcast player that we're not on. And if we're not on it, you let me know and we'll see if we're getting on that too. Because we're on every podcast player. We're also on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And a little bit on TikTok and things like that. When I can think of things that are actually TikTokable. And uh, YouTube and all that jazz. And, of course, we're a, a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. So head on over to RetroZap.com today. Get some great podcasts. Get some great articles. Get some great nerd-centric content that you'll love. And uh, we thank you so much for uh, having us as part of their wonderful network. And uh, you can become a member of our Patreon if you are would like to support our show and get some wonderful prizes and some giveaways coming up next month. Uh, signed uh, memorabilia from Tom Ruger. Ooh! Get more information about that going to patreon.com slash animaniacast. Alright, well that'll do it for today. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night everybody. Good night everybody. Good night everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. You, polyurethane jockey, <laughs> you live by the board... You die by the board. Ha! Ugh. Got him. <laughs>